0: What a good Sunday night. What a good time to do the smash. Welcome in, everybody. There's the man, Ira Chaffel. I'm Jeff. Hello. After a weekend, Ira, that caps off a hell of a run for Florida State. Man, but that was not easy. Everybody can exhale right now. We can all have fun. Here you go before we get started. Oh, there you go, buddy. Nice. Oh, oh, oh. we got to get us. Mm. There okay. we go. Let's go. Um, A lot to talk about, I think. I think it gets interesting now. It's already been interesting. It's a lot of fun. Let's just start with the win. First of all, thank everybody for coming in here tonight. Good to be with you, as always. We'll get to the chat. You guys uh, ask questions. Have fun. Enjoy each other. Enjoy the win. Celebrate a 9-3 and season, which, uh, by the way, is Really, really something that was more than welcome, man. We were hurting around here. I could tell by being in the stands, Ira. I know you were in the press box covering the game in an official capacity. I was in the stands with my dad and two boys just as a fan and as an old. And it was it was
1: an electric night. What a night. Were people people get nervous a little bit there when they Oh, uh, buddy. <laughs> but you know, I you know, and now again, i'm I'm not down there, but talking to people who were in the stands, like people didn't sit the whole game. Like I heard people were not sitting the whole game, yeah, for the most part. I mean, there were little moments here and there
0: where you could sit down during a television timeout or something like that. Yeah, but for the most part, everybody was up the whole time. it It reminded me a little bit of last year's Miami game, you know, that was also really intense and uh, close and and people felt, you know, a little concerned that it was not going to go the way that we had hoped. Um, I don't know. I just people wanted this game, Ira. You could feel it in the stands. I don't know if you could feel it in the press box because sometimes you can feel things in the press box, but the fans just desperately wanted this team to cap off their great efforts. You know, this the turnaround season, this is a really likable group. And I could just tell that fans are like, oh no, don't do this. Don't do this, guys. And you're right, Ira. I mean, listen. You said it before the game that there was a lot going into this game that mattered to Florida State. Like, they kind of needed to win this game a lot more than Florida did.
1: And yeah, it, yeah. you got nervous there for a while, buddy. <laughs> for sure. And, you know, the thing is, it's not really like – and I know like a bunch of Florida fans have been on Twitter and whatever, you know, kind of mocking Florida State for being that excited about beating little old Florida, who's 6-6. Six and six. But the whole thing was, it had nothing to do with Florida, really. Nothing to do from the standpoint of like, okay, you want to sweep your rivals for the first time in a long time. But it was really about if you lost that game going into that game, it almost felt like one of those games, one of those years where like you have a you're you're you have a team in the NFL who makes it into the wild card and you've had this great season. But if you get bounced in the first round of the playoffs, it's like, well, what was the that stunk? You know, like it almost takes away what you did during this regular season, and. Florida State. If they lost that game, it just would have kind of diminished all that they had accomplished over this the whole season. The win over LSU, the four straight wins, everything else would have gone kind of, kind of paled into comparison to losing that game to your rival at home to a six and five Florida team. Um, so it was about, to me, it was just about finishing it. You know, just finishing off the season, getting it done. And I, and I, to some degree, I think it was cool that they had to kind of fight their way through it because mm-hmm. that's something we haven't really seen them have to do a lot this season.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I think it's, it's a weird thing because when you go from being bad to being good, the next step is to be great. And, Ira, it's tough to go from good to great. There are a lot of good teams in college football. You look around the country, there are a lot of good teams. A lot of bad teams, a lot of good teams. Not a lot of great teams, especially this year. Not a lot of great teams. Huh, right? But if you're trying to get to great, you know, I use a lot of golf analogies just because I love the sport, but in people, you know, I mean, uh, humor me a little bit here, but when you go from shooting in the hundreds to the 90s, it's a big step to shoot in the 80s, mm-hmm. but it's a huge step to shoot in the 70s. And not many people make that step. But at Florida State, you're expected to shoot in the 70s and 60s. Mm-hmm. So... When you go from no longer being any good at all to being capable, to being a good team, to being a good player, if you will, in this analogy, what is it going to take to be great really starts to preoccupy your mind around every turn when the season actually ends. And I got to tell you, as euphoric as I was walking out of that stadium and hugging my family and friends and fellow Knowles everywhere, I immediately began to think, okay, what do they have to do? Because this game did – open a lot of eyes, I think. I'm curious your opinion about this, Ira. I think this game was good for Florida State because the season proves they've come a long way. That game also proves they've got a long way to go.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I mean, you know, I think that um, Florida's offensive line was impressive. I thought that they – I was surprised that Florida Florida State's front four couldn't do much more. You know, Tom did a breakdown piece, one of his third and laying pieces before the game during the week. About, um, you know, Anthony Richardson. When you blitz him versus when he gets pressure from a front four versus when he doesn't get pressure, and I think they really did not want to have to blitz a lot, but then the third quarter they had to. And even though, and I think it was effective, even though they those blitzes didn't all get home, they did affect Anthony Richardson and he missed some throws. Um, And I, you know, I think that was kind of a key part of the game. But you know, when it came to just their front four against their offensive line against Florida State's front four. It was a tough day at the office, and now you're losing probably your three best defensive linemen. You know, you're, you're you know, Fabian Lovett uh, is almost certainly gone, Jared Verse is likely gone, and Robert Cooper Cooper's definitely gone. And so we like a lot of the young talent on the defensive line, but to to be a, a, anything close to a great team, yeah, man, they're gonna have to kill it in the portal again. Um, and and that's you know, that's gonna be a challenge. I do like some of the nice young, I like some of the young linemen they have but they've got a major uh, rebuild there and then also, you know, again, some of the other positions I think like you said that maybe we're masks during that winning streak um you know, you, you realize you, you you know, they do need to get better in terms of overall talent. I just think like the thing to do
0: here as a Knoll is to also appreciate the win, the season, the moment, all of it. And I am I'm not going to be the guy tonight on the Sunday Smash while we celebrate a 9 and 3 season. A return to relevance, the possibility of being a ACC contender to win the championship next year, a top 10 preseason team. You might have a Heisman Trophy uh, preseason candidate right there, a quarterback probably. But I am a realist, and, and you know this about me. I am very pragmatic, sometimes to a fault, I think. I just – I care deeply that they be great. I want them to be great, and I judge everything to that bar just so that everybody understands. I appreciate what this is. I revel in this just like everybody else. But my attention immediately turns to the fact that they've got some things they've got to get better at in a hurry if they're going to be great. And I do think most of those things reside on the defensive side of the ball. I think that when we look at this defense, I think they're subpar from a talent standpoint. I've got questions about the coaching staff. Every time they face a good offense, they struggle. And I just think there are going to be a lot of interesting moments this off season. I don't know what's going to transpire. I'm not going to tell you that it's black and white. I don't know how this works. I do know they have to seriously consider that they've got a long way to go on that side of the ball because when they played good offenses, they really did struggle.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and I think the, even offensively, I mean, and again, we're going to celebrate what this team did. But even yeah. offensively, I think there are some things that you know that they're going to have to replace. I mean, the reality is, you're losing, you know, some of your best offensive line, and that offensive line was really good this year, uh, especially after the first few weeks. And once Robert Scott got healthy and you settled down at right, you know, a right tackle. I mean, I really think this um, offensive line played really well. But Dylan Gibbons Dylan Gibbons has been a huge part of the offensive line for two huge. years now, and he's moving on. Uh, you're also losing uh, Demetri Emmanuel, who I think was you know a huge Solid. pickup. In the offseason, very solid, uh, solidified them, and then uh, you know, Jason Turner time was uh, just another guy. You know, he's kind of the uh, who was it back in the was it uh, Brock Rubles? He's yeah, kind of, he's the Brock Rubles. Just another award guy, winner. just another guy. But no, he you know he did he did a okay job. Uh, gave you a body when you needed it on the uh, offensive line. But we love. I mean, I I love the young offensive lineman. I really like. I think Julian Armello is going to be a stud. I think Kenai Charlton's going to be good. I think um, there's a lot of really nice pieces in that younger group, but they just haven't done it yet. So, um, you know, they're probably going to have to make some moves there as well. But no, man, 100%, this, this, this season should be celebrated. It's kind of funny because, you know, you think back to the last few years under Jimbo Fisher when, you know, they would win nine or ten games, but it never felt fulfilling. You know, it never felt like they were anywhere near – what they the sum of their parts and so you get frustrated because you say look man winning yeah. nine and ten games is okay but not when you've got the talent to win 12 or 13. Well here you are winning nine nine games and it feels that's delightful a good point. you know. That's, because- yeah, that's a really good point Ira and, and I think we're making the same point but
0: that's a better way to look at it. That is a much more positive view of things uh, than maybe I'm coming at it with. I just I desperately want them to be awesome I am an old, so I sit around dreaming of national championships, and I hold people to a standard where I'm like, okay, well, once we get here, we got to get to here. Once we get here, we got to get to here. I'm not stopping, you know. And <laughs> and it's and so that's just just so people know, that game kind of did. A, I think the best point, Ira, is that that Florida offensive line, which is a good offensive line by the way, that's yeah. a objectively good offensive line. They kind of manhandled Florida State's defensive line. And in the course of that game, I began thinking, well, if Florida's offensive line is going to manhandle your defensive line, what's going to happen if you do get really, really good and you have an opportunity to play a Georgia and you have an opportunity to play a Michigan and you have an opportunity to play you know, an Ohio State or a USC whose offense is elite, you kind of begin to think like, oh, well, I don't think we'd hold up so well there. Now, maybe in those matchups, You feel good about Florida State's offense scoring a lot of points because I think Jordan Travis has gotten to a place now where you just trust him to make a lot of plays because he's such a good player. And maybe you're able to supplant some of the guys that are going to be leaving on the offensive line with some other transfer portal guys, plus the young players that you just alluded to. But, man, I think defensively they've got real holes and they've just got to look in the mirror and ask really honest questions of themselves. What do they have at corner right now? what do they have at safety? If Jamie Robinson leaves, which he will, he is leaving. So like, what do you really have? And if Jared verse leaves and by the way, Jared verse got manhandled in this game, he got Mm. dominated. The reason I'll bring that up, maybe Jared verse comes back. Because I mentioned before the Florida state, Florida game, that this would be the film that the NFL would look at. It would be these three games between LSU Clemson and Florida that they would look at. They're not watching Syracuse or Georgia tech. They're seeing how did Jared verse do against NFL tackles? And the answer is not great. And so maybe he's got to get bigger and a little bit faster uh, or technique wise, whatever the answer might be. I don't know. I would never begrudge that kid for going to the NFL. If he gets a first round grade, he's got to go. I wonder now if he still will have that grade. This could have been a good thing for Florida state. Like, I think he's going to be a great player. He was a really good college player this year. But if you're trying to make millions of dollars and get drafted in the first round, this tape is not going to help him.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, there's two things I think I would point out. One is, you know, from from what they're hearing, the feedback the team's been getting from the scouts who are scouting their practices and games, you know, they're telling the people of Florida State, the feedback they're getting is that he's one of the top pass rushers in the country, no question. This is not a great year for defensive ends. Um, so it could be a situation where, yeah, I mean, they don't love that game, but they love the potential and this right. isn't a great year for defensive ends. So maybe even with that, he's still, you know, some people are going to take an investment in him in the first round. We'll have to see. It would be huge for Florida state if he were to come back because the thing, the thing about Jared versus just like Jermaine Johnson and really where they've done such an amazing job with the portal is almost all of these guys, Tatum Bethune and and I mean all these guys have been not just Really better players than you had already, but they bought in. You know that's kind of unique. You know they these guys have all bought in and they they played hard. They've been good leaders. Jared Verse, I mean, you know, I don't know how many people. Everybody doesn't go back and watch the post game press conferences, but if you get a chance to watch Jared Verse and Trey Benson talking together, they're roommates. They're they're really best of friends, and just the their interaction and and kind of when people when. Jared Verse gets asked about what he's going to do next year. Trey Benson's kind of trying to nudge yeah. him to to come back. And when Trey Benson's talking, Jared Verse is kind of doing it to him. And and I really think that it's it's from a chemistry standpoint. Imagine if a lot of these really good leaders who are bought in stay. And now when you bring in those younger players, I mean, it's it's really been what's been you know one of the keys to the success this season was that a lot of the guys who came in last year or the year before had bought in and then when you bring in new players they assimilate and i think you know the the more of those guys you can keep not just because they're talented but because they already know the expectations you know just it's going to help those other guys you bring in uh this offseason somebody mentioned in the chat uh because i didn't mention him before but on the offensive line Jalen early also you know i think Jalen early julian armella are super talented tackles and then, you know, Kaniya Charlton and the other uh, interior alignment are impressive as well. It's just, can you get to that group? Because I don't know that that group's ready what you need next year. They definitely would be the, the year after. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure that those guys are ready to step up in a big way next year.
0: It's going to be fascinating. I love that we're talking about the transfer portal because that's an area where this, you know, this staff excels. So. I mean, I I have faith that they're going to get some guys there and and, and continue to bridge the gap. It's a weird world in college football, man. You're seeing this all the time with these teams, roster retention, acquisition, recruiting at the high school ranks. You know, you wrote about it a couple weeks ago. Enjoy the season. And I saw Carol talk about that, celebrate the season. We all do. Carol, we all celebrate the season. But when you get good and you get a taste of what it's like to be good, your next goal is to be great. Your next goal is to be a a contender to win the national title. And I think it's a fair conversation. It's a tough balancing act because on the one hand, you want to celebrate this season. You want to spend some time and soak in it. On the other time, you want to talk about what kept them from being great. And you got to talk about what holes you have to fill, what's leaving, what's going, what needed to be fixed in season and couldn't be either personnel or coaching. So there's a lot of stuff there. We have some catching up to do. Let me do this really quick. Um, Appreciate everybody who's donated, chimed in here. Seth writes, while it sucked sweating it out, I now love that the game was close and UF had a legit hope and we (laughs) yanked it away from them, F that team and their fan base, and I hope they felt every bit of that misery. Suck it, UF. Go Noles. Get after it, Seth. Yeah, there you go, Seth. Get after it. Come (laughs) right with it. Jeremy writes, this game reminds us we need a dual threat tight end so bad. And I imagine Jimmy Sexton will be calling FSU real soon. Thanks so much, Jeff and Ira. Yeah, I they sure really do, by the way. They really got to get a more dynamic tight end in, in there. Um, Javi writes, uh, we took our young kids to that game and it was awesome. Thanks for the amazing coverage all year. Do you feel some defensive coaches leave to join Dillingham? at Arizona state. And would that allow us to upgrade some spots? You know, by the way, the way you phrase that hobby is so beautiful. I mean, what a (laughs) a wonderful way to discuss perhaps supplanting some of your defensive staff. My answer to you is I hope so. I hope so. So I think that tells you where I sit on this. (laughs) I've kind of hinted at this for weeks. I'm not in love with the defensive staff. I think there should be changes made. I'll leave it at that. I think there will be a couple of changes made. I don't know about how many. Ira, you may not share this opinion. I'd be willing to change out a number of guys on that side of the ball.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. It's tough. I mean, the one the it one is thing tough. I would – It is the, tough. I'll grant you that. It is tough. Because, because the one thing I would say, and you know, and we'll have to see how it all plays out. I'm not trying to tell you that that's an all-star staff on that side of the ball because it's not. Uh, But I will say that one of the cool things about this team and one of the reasons I think people fell in love with this team and the reason this team, I think one of the reasons they were successful is because they really, the chemistry was great on this football team. And there are sometimes when you mix the apple cart, sometimes, you know, even if you bring in a, a better coach, quote unquote, better coach or a better recruiter, it may not always fit the way you thought. I mean, look at, look at the chemistry down at Miami. You know when they went when they went and got the Josh Gaddis, everybody thought that was a great hire. Oh, I didn't. I thought it was a terrible hire. But okay, a lot of a lot of people (laughs) did though, right? Yeah, he got a a lot lot of of praise for that hire, and it's been a disaster. Um, So all I'm saying is, you definitely have a good one thing we know for sure. This group of coaches with this group of players have gotten them to play really hard and play for each other and love each other. So all I'm saying is you you've got to be very sure that what you're bringing in isn't going to mess that up. Is all, that's that's the only thing I'm saying. In, in a, an example, I would give you, and I, I this wouldn't happen because Mike Norvell's got his much a much stronger hand on the grip on the team than what Coach Bowden did in his later years. But a lot of the situations with bringing back Chuck Amato or you know Kevin Steele, when Chuck Amato left Florida State, he was beloved, and when he went to NC State and had success, there were people who were, thought that that was a huge reason Florida State wasn't having success anymore. So when Bowden brought him back. There were a lot of people who thought that was a really good move. It was kind of a disaster. He and Jimbo did, uh, uh, contrary to what they would tell you, did not get along at all. And that power (laughs) struggle inside that team was a problem. Kevin Steele, there was a power struggle going on in that team. I'm just saying you have to be careful from that So I'm sure Ravel will do a good job with that. I just don't think it's always as easy as, okay, this coach is a better recruiter than that coach, or this coach is a better X is no guy than that guy. He's going to definitely make your team better. When you have a team that's got really good chemistry, that's the only, that's the only thing I would say. I, I'm not trying to tell you this is a great defensive staff.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, I think it's fascinating. Uh, it's a great nuanced discussion. It's not like I think that it's easy that you can just say, hey, these, uh, these guys all got to go. Now, I have a personal opinion that maybe in the offseason I'll share as we see how things shake out. I, I think there's a couple guys you've got to part ways with personally, and I will share that at the right time. Tonight's not the right time. I would get rid of at least two coaches. And maybe more. But one thing that I'll say is you are 100% correct. It is not so easy as to say, well, that guy's not good enough and that guy's not good enough and therefore I'm going to make a change. A lot depends on, well, what are you bringing in? Mm-hmm. Who could you replace them with? Are they a good fit? Right. How quickly do they come here and adapt? How quickly can they get their you know feet on the ground and recruit? You know, all of that matters greatly. So it's not willy-nilly. I don't say these things like, oh, well, I want to get rid of this coach because I don't think he's very good. Oh, listen, it is much more nuanced than that. I agreed with you. Um, and there's guys, like, I I personally think there's a couple guys that I would, if I had the opportunity, probably uh, let go and bring in somebody else. But, But then again, I like those guys a couple of guys I really like on this staff as people, as human beings. And and, and I know they love the kids and I know they work their ass off. There's no guy on this staff. For the most part, there's no, there's no guy on this staff that I would tell you that I think, Oh my God, that guy's a pariah. They got to get rid of him. You know? So Willie Taggart, when Willie Taggart was here and he got fired yesterday, big shock. Um, When Willie Taggart was here, there were guys on the staff, Ira, that I thought, you have got to get rid of that guy. He is right. a bad apple. This is not good for this program. There were multiple. N- multiple guys. And they were guys that I would identify and tell you they will never win with these assholes on the staff.
1: And and there were a couple on Jimbo's staff And that is different correct. times. That and is were couple, correct. And there were some on Bobby's staff.
0: That and is correct. That. Yeah. that is correct. I don't think that I would say that kind of thing right now about this staff. There are a couple of guys that I – yeah Right. But, but there are no guys that I look at right now and have the kind of vitriol for them that I had for the last staff. There were guys on that last staff that I thought were cancers and they brought your program down. I don't think that's true of this staff. There are guys I think you can do better than. Right. And that's all I'm saying. And, 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 and,
1: and And, 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 And yeah, I think you're the really good point you're making here and, and, you know, to, kind of respond to Carol or or someone else who may have said, you know, let's just enjoy this right now. A hundred percent. They have to enjoy this right now. But Mike Norvell understood when he took this job, that this was not a job where you just go nine and three and it's okay. This is because this nine and three is great as it feels right now. And as, and as much as the fan base is excited right now and how awesome that scene was Friday night, two or three years from now, that won't cut it anymore. And so he's got to be working right now to not maintain, but to exceed. And, and now now next year may not be as good as this year. I mean, they, they do have to replace some pieces, and you don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what Jordan's going to do. But if, 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 if you take a little step back next year, it's not the end of the world. But two or three years from now, there needs to be real progress from, from where you are today. And to make that happen, he's got to be evaluating the roster. He's got to be evaluating the coaching staff to get to that point. I, you know, I agree with you on that.
0: Well, and it's exciting. I mean, I, these are things, these are good problems to have. I mean, we're talking about trying to be great. The only way you can be great is if the other things are in line. If your head coach and that staff, the ones that even I'm being critical of have taken a huge step forward and gotten to a program, gotten to the program to a place where you can have expectations. They deserve a ton of credit for that. And I'll never forget it. And it's a group that's easy to love. It's just that you got to keep growing. You're constantly growing. And that's the thing about college sports. It's the thing about pro sports. Listen, man, at the end of the day, you're trying to be the very best there is. At Florida State, this is not Tulane. This is not Memphis. You are here to win championships. And so at the end of the day, because you're at a place where you can win championships, it's a little bit like being the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, look, man, Florida State's that kind of great. Florida state is in the upper echelon all time in the last 50 yeah. years of college football program or,
1: or the Yankees or the Celtics or the Lakers right. or That's it. A you're commit- not
0: there to be yeah. bullshit Naira. You're there to yeah. win championships. And if you keep making the playoffs two and three years in, if you're not going to the finals, they want you out. Right. And so I'm just acknowledging that we're at a place where we want to be Alabama. We want to be what Georgia is right now. And so you can celebrate this season, and I do. Trust me, I do. It's just kind of fun to have the conversation. And it's also not – I don't think it's like a sinister or jaded or vitriolic thing. I, I think it's okay to say, hey, man, this was awesome, and I'm going to love this, and I am going to love this, and I'm going to go cover the bowl just like you're going to. We're going to do live shows from wherever that is. is going to have you covered, and we're going to be pumped to be there. I mean, I'm really – but my father and my two sons and I were at that game on Saturday night in the stands as fans, cheering our heads off. When that final pass went incomplete, we hugged like we had just won the national championship. Like you're back in I,
1: Pasadena, baby.
0: Yeah, baby. I'm a fan. <laughs> I am all in. But I'm a realist, and I want more, and I'm pragmatic, and I'll tell you what I think. And so I'm just saying – that game opened my eyes to a lot of things that I suspected.
1: But hey, you know? here's another but here's another thing though. The beauty of this conversation though is it's not like, you know, the 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 conversation Jim Phillips at the ACC kickoff when he talked about <laughs> the, the gated communities and how yeah. we don't want to lock everybody out of the gated community right. for the playoff. The beauty of what we've seen this college football season and we saw Saturday when Clemson lost again is yeah. that Florida the, the gates aren't real high right now. No, for that gated we're community. jumping these gates, out. We're jumping <laughs> we're, these gates, Florida, baby. Florida State. There's a couple holes in that gate where you can really see a well-coached, disciplined, hard-playing football team would have a chance to push through and get back in that neighborhood. I mean, right? You know, I think a year or two ago, it felt like, man, those those walls are high. Like, how's Florida State ever going to get back in that neighborhood? Oh, dude. But you see, when you see what Clemson is, you see where your two big rivals are. You know, it's not that far. I mean, Florida, state you can almost taste it to where Florida States just be a nine and three, man. Just be a nine and three. They're, they're 14 right now in the polls. Polls came out today. They're number 14 in both polls. There's a chance. If this was a 12 team playoff, Florida state could get in the freaking playoff and they'd be the team that nobody wanted to play because oh, yeah. of Jordan Travis and the way they've been playing. So it's a, uh, the, 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 that part of it, you're right. There's there's things that need to get done, but you also see that, man, it, it ain't that hard to get back to – it's not that far away right now from where Florida State is.
0: Yeah, and, and listen, by the way, uh, the oddity is that as we talk about this season and all the good, and there is so much good, everything from that LSU win to sweeping your rivals to ass-hammering Miami in a way that is really unspeakable – I mean, these are all wonderful, wonderful moments. To to winning nine games, to winning five straight games, to rushing for over 200 yards in seven straight games. You know, these they're so to watching Jordan Travis take this massive leap forward to being a Heisman candidate next year. Because if he comes back, to be sure, he's a Heisman candidate. I mean, that these things are all awesome. To securing the fact that you do not need to move on from your head coach. Why don't we just start there? You got the right guy. You got a guy that you can believe in. You don't have to start over. Even if you think there are tweaks to the staff that have to be made, you know he's the right guy. I believe that. Right. I will tell you that I'm probably the guy moving forward. I'll just tell you all this now because we'll have a long offseason and we're all football centric. I'm going to be the guy that tells you guys that I think some changes have to be made on the staff, but I am 100% behind Mike Norvell. I think Mike Norvell is a really good coach. And I've wanted him to succeed for all the right reasons. A, I don't want to start over, but B, I've seen this guy's heart. I've seen, you have too, Ira. You watch the way this guy works. We both said early on, that's a good football coach. And we admitted, good football coaches get fired all the time. Sometimes things don't work out. You don't win enough early enough and it avalanches on you and you're, you're out of there. He's a good football coach, and this year was so important. And so there are so many good things going on. But I am the one who's going to be like, eh, got to make some changes here and there on the staff. And I'm just going to say that now. And it'll probably produce a lot of good content because I think we'll argue and me and Corey will argue and Tom and I will argue and Aslan. We'll all get into it. But these are good questions. These are
1: good debates. And it wouldn't surprise me if some of the coaching – situations maybe take care of themselves as is you know Javi was alluding to I mean there there will be this staff has got his when you're on a good staff when you're on a staff that exceeds expectations which is what this staff did you're going to have other programs looking your assistant coaches and this wouldn't be a bad time for some of those guys on the staff to say you know hey maybe this is my opportunity uh, to make to make a move so you might see some turnover in the staff you bad staffs don't have a lot of turnover unless you fire somebody but when you have a good when you have success then you start to see some turnover so we'll have to see how that plays out as well um javi actually had a question on that note about uh kenny dillingham getting the arizona state job and mike norvell now kind of his coaching tree i mean he's got hey headliners and elite headliners it's ira here and it's time to talk shopify as you remember a couple years ago we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling yay Sausage shirts and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. So Kenny Dillingham gets the Arizona state job. Um, Dan Lanning's at Oregon. The guy is at Silverfield. The guy at Memphis was on his staff before that got the Memphis job. He's got several other coaches that have done real well as well. He's going to have more, buddy. He's going to have more because
0: Atkins will be a head coach after next
1: year. Pretty soon. Yeah. People are definitely going to be looking at Atkins. And part of it is because it's a credit to Mike Norvell. I mean, it's just like, and again, not putting him at that level, but you know, the Sabans and coaches like that, people want, their staff members, who kind of have learned and 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 run a program the right way, and not saying that Atkins deserves that Norvell deserves the credit for Atkins. Atkins was going to be successful wherever he went, but it's part of it. You know, you have that success, um, that's going to continue. So yeah, it, I'll be. I think there's almost zero chance that this entire staff comes back. I'm just curious to see how it all plays out.
0: Seth writes, is the buzz of Taggart to UM as OC true? Seems like that would be a good sign for us, but can't tell if the account is legit or jokes. Well, please, Lord, let Miami hire Willie Taggart to be their OC. I I think that would be the greatest day in Florida State history. I mean, uh, there's zero chance Miami would succeed if that were the case. Uh, I have a suspicion that that's definitely not true. The
1: um, uh, yeah, I know Uncle Luke put it out there. I guess he was talking about it as well. Look, the only the only way come that on, that's man. the only well, way there's sure. only one scenario where that's possible. The only one scenario where that that's possible is if Mario thinks Mario is going to take over the offense. Correct. And and he wants he's going to put Willie in that spot to be a recruiter, and you know, kind of did what they did back at Oregon because that was Mario's offense there. But I, I don't think there's any chance. I Mar- mean, look. Please- Mar- yeah, Mario, I mean, Mario has to make a change on that offensive staff, no question, but uh, I don't. I, he's worked with Willie Taggart. He knows that that's not the answer, unless Mario just wants to take it over. Island Chief writes, we won without dudes, good sign. I think
0: that's true. You won without a lot of dudes on defense. You have some dudes on offense, in particular your quarterback and your running back. Now, we are going to be engaged. Ira and I are going to be in a death match on these receivers.
1: <laughs> not johnny's best day
0: it goes back and forth though ira i will admit that it goes He's back also and
1: forth. he's also from what i understand he's been banged up you know he didn't play the last game um now i don't know that the injuries to his hands but 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 uh it's okay yeah. let's
0: do this let's do this let's just do this because i i don't this yeah, isn't the day we don't
1: need to do all that
0: but let's do this ira i think it's fair to say this Jordan Travis carried those nervous sons of bitches across the finish line.
1: 100%. 100%. Those
0: receivers were scared to death, and Jordan Travis stayed the course and did what he had to do to will
1: them to victory. And that's why that was really cool to see because I felt like Jordan couldn't do that. He wasn't at a place to do that, maybe at NC State and Wake Forest. Those games where... They were having some of those same issues, and he yep. didn't, he couldn't just take them. Now, he wasn't healthy at that point either, I don't think. Right. Um, but, but right now, man, that game, you know, I, the way I read, wrote my story about Jordan after the game was my first reference was to Charlie Ward because I, i have a unique, I have a little bit of a unique perspective on this, even though I wasn't a Florida State fan in 1993, I was covering UF. Yeah. And so I was in the Gator locker room after that game, and I was talking to Kevin Carter and Uh, Mark Campbell, those defensive linemen for Florida who were really, really good. And they looked like they had seen a ghost. They still 20 half minute, half hour after the game could not understand how Charlie got away from them on that play to work done. Like they thought they had him. They thought the game was going to be over because they were had all the momentum. They were going to get that sack. And he spun out and hit work done touchdown game over. It was like they had seen a ghost. And to me, what we saw Travis do on those two or three runs, oh, was, it was exactly the same thing where if you're the other team, if you're the other team's defensive court, what are you going to do? What could you possibly do? The kid was, he put the entire team on his back. It was incredible. I, I, you know,
0: I've been right about a lot of things. I've been wrong about a lot of things. Man, am I excited for Jordan Travis. I mean, that's just, uh, buddy, I kept turning to my kids and turning to my dad and I'm like, man, look at this guy look at this guy. He's winning this game on his own. This defense is getting torched. There's only one good receiver on the field for Florida and he's just destroying Florida state.
1: (laughs) And
0: yeah, I mean, one guy, I'm like, Oh, well, look at that. The white kid's running free again. And then I'm sitting there. (laughs) His name is
1: Pearsall, not white, by the way.
0: Sorry. Sorry about that. You're right. And then that's the Lakewood in me, but then, (laughs) but then I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm watching Jordan Travis when everything breaks down and I'm like, look at this. This guy just ripped their hearts from their chest again and again and again. And he's telling these receivers, all right, you bitches aren't ready for primetime, but we're not losing tonight. Right. <laughs> I am going to guarantee you, I am. we are going to win this game. Jordan Travis won that game, man. He won that game. It was unbelievable. And he deserves all the respect in the world. He made every play you could possibly make other than catching it for him. I mean, he did everything he could possibly do. And I don't know, man, I just, I, I've got immense respect and I stand proven completely wrong about Jordan Travis. I did not think that what we're seeing from him now was possible. Jordan Travis, I saw last year, both from reading a defense pre-snap, from a technique standpoint, from throwing the football down the seam, uh, to, you know, all that stuff, I did not think we would see this. He's now a very good quarterback.
1: Jay Jackson is asking us to toast to Jordan. I think everybody that's watching right now, let's go to uh, tilt one back for Jordan.
0: Z-Chan, by the way, writes, uh, hey boys, just a Sunday reminder that we beat the Gators. Yeah, we did, man.
1: And and it's a big deal. It's a big deal. You needed to do that. Um, One more thing about, can I say one more thing about Jordan? And thanks, Z-Chan, for that. Yeah. I'm trying to rack my brain to remember a situation like this where a guy came in and did not have the support of the fan base for a kind right. of a long period of time. Right. So, you know, Jordan, when he finally gets to play in the end of 19, people were like, okay, cool. He can run fast. Yeah. And then in 20, when he played, it's like, okay, cool. He can run fast, but this team stinks. And that's <laughs> not going to be the answer for us in the long term. Let's get to moving on. You bring yeah. in Mackenzie Milton. Jordan gets booed and groaned at when he comes in the game early last season. Yeah, And to have that situation, like how many guys persevere through that? I mean, that's a tough situation. You're 20 years old, 21 years old, and the, home, the team you grew up cheering for because your brother played baseball here, you sat in those stands, all you wanted to do was play for Florida State, you get this chance, they put you out there and, and people are groaning because you're coming on the field. Who makes it through that and then has this kind of success? I mean, that's unbelievable, man. I I don't know how many how many stories there are like that in the in I mean in college football. It's unbelievable.
0: Oh, no, it's so cool. I mean, I I really again I cannot I, I listen, watching that happen, I've always rooted for Jordan Travis. I think people had the wrong idea. I'm rooting for all these guys. I'm an old, I want Florida State to win. So if they go from being bad to good to great, awesome. That's awesome. I want to see that. Um, But I'm also tasked with the responsibility of giving an opinion about a guy. And and sometimes I'm right and sometimes I'm wrong. But that guy didn't have any of the things that he has now. He didn't have patience in the pocket. He didn't have accuracy down the seam. He didn't have pre-snap read in him. He didn't have anything but the ability to run around and make you miss.
1: He also didn't have an offensive line or receivers.
0: That, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. And I always threw the caveat out there that it would be nice to see what he would do if he had receivers. That's true. That's yeah. the one caveat that I did throw out there. Um, but even still, Ira, I don't think these receivers are elite. Right. I think they're good. I think they're okay. They're pretty good. Jordan Travis makes them better. Mm-hmm. Period. Jordan Travis. I mean, listen, those guys are not changing games. When you watch Addison, and the other elite receivers around the country. Florida State does not have that guy on the roster. He doesn't exist. There is no elite receiver on the roster. Now, maybe Hakeem Williams comes in, and he is. We'll see. But none of those guys are elite. And Jordan Travis just makes throw after throw after throw, and they often drop him. But he's putting the ball in the right place more often than not. And more importantly, I think another compliment to Jordan Travis while we're at it is how much more mature is he right now than he was during the NC State game? Right. Man, alive. That kid grew up. Like, I, I don't know if they pulled him aside and said, I want you to look at this film. I want you to look at your body language. I want you to look at the way you forced it when you didn't have to. I want you to see the frustration on your face and what that tells all the other players. You know,
1: Jordan Travis from that point forward, unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know what they what he did during that bye week. Because really, it's all after that bye week. He went from what you know. He said he went to Orlando, spent a few days just getting away. I remember him on the sideline, also, um, you know, late in the NC State game. I remember he was so mad at himself for the interception, and uh, you know, the Clemson game. I don't think was his fault. There were a lot of other things that went wrong. I don't think it was his fault. He didn't play great, but it wasn't like it was on him. But yeah, I mean, after that bye week, he he had that week of practice where you could just tell he was different. And that's why the one thing, you know, a lot of people have kind of wanted to play the what if game. And what if Fabian Love had been healthy all year? And what if yeah. Jared Burst been healthy? And what if you win, the maybe you could win those three games in the middle of the season. But I honestly think that some of what we saw from this team in the last four or five games, particularly in that game last night was probably from learning those lessons from those losses. Cause you're right. I mean, Jordan was completely different. And then defensively, Man, they had a lot of stuff go on in that game. You know, Keem Dent didn't play. uh, So Shaheem Brown started. Then Shaheem Brown got hurt. And you've got Jarquez McClellion out there. And you've got uh, backup, you know, guys in the front seven having to play for different reasons. And so, but they didn't just fall apart. And I think, you know, midway through the season, I don't know how mentally tough this team was in those situations. I think they came through that for the better. Um, And I think you saw that, uh, especially in the Florida game where it was, you know, it definitely got dicey. Somebody brings up here, Greg writes, first, thanks for what you guys have done
0: all year long. Bravo. It seemed to me that UF's O-line and defensive line were much bigger than we were, even without the 400-pound guy. Yeah, I think that's true. Listen, they've got to upgrade the athlete here. The athlete is lacking here. They have some guys here and there, and obviously Jordan Travis is a freak, and Benson's a superstar running back. But they have got to get better athletes in here, and I think they will. I mean, I think they're in the process of doing that. Florida's offensive line, man, I keep coming back to this. I always thought it was a good offensive line. They manhandled Florida State's defensive line. They really kind of did what they wanted there. And I think it's an eye-opening thing that, hey, listen, isn't it great to be shown examples or to learn lessons after a win? You know, that that's what you want. Coaches love that. I mean, yes. in many ways, as stressful as this game was, as difficult as it was to watch at times, like you're just wringing your hands, nervous. It's really exactly what Florida State needed. I mean, as much praise as I want to give Florida State, and I should, and they deserve a lot of praise after a 9-3 and year. Ira, I'm convinced two things can exist at once. That's a good football team. Florida State's a good football team. This coaching staff did a good job, and it's a good season. I'm also convinced Syracuse sucks, Miami sucks, Georgia Tech sucks. I'm sorry. I mean, let's just be honest about what those teams are. They're bullshit.
1: Well, and and what you really saw is they don't – those teams particularly didn't have elite playmakers uh, on the offensive side of the football. And, like, to the point where Florida – I mean, obviously, Anthony Richardson's an elite talent. But also, their backs ran really hard. like really hard. hard. I mean, and I don't know that Florida State's seen that. You know, the last several games, it's like if Florida State came up and, and hit somebody, they went down, or if they went to tackle somebody, they went down. Like those backs, man, they were a handful with that offensive line. The other thing about it, Florida's offensive line is nasty. Like those are some nasty dudes. Yeah, they're that are, good. They're hitting after the whistle. They're driving yep. you. They're piling. Yeah, I mean, they are. That's what you want. You know, you want. Those kinds of, that's what you, that's the goal. That's what you need to get there on the line of scrimmage. But that's, what's cool about this team is they won without that. You know, they won with a better coaching, a better system. I thought uh Norvell called a better game than than Florida's offensive coordinator. I don't know why they threw that, the ball 27 times with that kid. Um He, yeah. I, I mean, he hit a couple wide open guys for touchdowns, but the rest of the game, he was not effective. And they were running for seven, eight yards a clip. I didn't understand that coming out in the third quarter, they're throwing the ball. I would have run the ball down our throat. I was so
0: worried. I said to my father, Ira, who I've got a great picture to send you of you hugging. Oh, Um, that's right.
1: We did. That was awesome.
0: Oh, we got a great picture, Ira. We got a great picture. And Ben, (laughs) just heads up before we leave, everybody's going to see you funneling and me doing a keg stand. Um, (laughs) Well, not yet, not yet, Ben, but in about 10 minutes. uh, One thing I'll say is, I said to my dad at halftime, if they come out and run the ball down our throats, we're fucked. And I really thought that Florida should have just kept running the ball. Mm -hmm. I didn't think we had the defensive line or the linebackers to do anything about it. Um, They had been manhandled physically. I was getting angrier by the moment. I already alluded to the fact that Florida's one good receiver was always open. That's also a problem. Um, it leads me to a lot of questions, but that's a different thing. But for you know, it just reminds you, Ira. Coaches get cute. Coaches, they they all of them. No, I, I think Billy Napier is a really good coach. Right. I believe Florida is going to be a handful moving forward. I think Florida State's getting good at the right time because Florida State and Florida is about to be a war. Mm-hmm. That's about to be a war for the next five to seven years, guys. It's going to be awesome because. I think both teams are about to be really good.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure at all about Mario and what's going to happen down there, but I'm I with think you. I, 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 th- ball, I, think, I,
0: really, I think they're awful. They've got, Miami's
1: got real problems. But I think uh, I think you're right. I think Napier's going to do a good job, and I'm impressed by how hard they play, man. Now, they're a bunch of knuckleheads. They'll rack up penalties like it's nobody's wait business. wait
0: he gets his guys. I
1: agree. They're very undisciplined right now, but you got to assume that that's going to get better. But they, they played hard, man. They played hard. I just didn't like their play calling, um, and I'm not sure they know exactly what to do because – they're stuck with Anthony Richardson as their only choice. They got to get a quarterback. Um, I assume he's leaving, um, so we'll see what they have at quarterback going forward. But, but you know, you you love, uh, you know, again, I mean, I just think that one of the things you love about this team and where you have to give Norvell and this coaching staff a ton of credit and these players is they've wrung just about every ounce of talent that they have out of this team, question. right? Even if you even if you won one or two of those games, you lost, you might have lost one of these other games. You caught some other teams at the right time. Uh, You you know, so it all evens out, but nine and three is about the ceiling for this football team in the regular season. And that's a credit to them. They deserve it. Now, you know, the question is, can they continue to keep getting better?
0: It's so much fun though. It's a lot of fun to talk about a team like this that has to get better. That's achieved a lot. You know, all we ever ask of coaches is do you get the most out of your talent? Do you put them in a position to succeed? Well, I mean, Florida State did that this year. You know, the methodology worked, the work ethic worked, the mantra worked, the message got home. Um, They are much better than the sum of their parts. I mean, they are much, much better than the sum of their parts. I would argue that Florida State doesn't have elite talent. Uh, And that's something that uh, I was alarmed by uh, in a couple of games this year. I was kind of like, Oh, they're better, but they're not great. And, They're still 9-3, and and they beat LSU, who's going to play in the SEC championship game. Uh, They're better, and they beat, obviously, they're right there. They they beat Florida. And more importantly, they're right there with Clemson, who's recruited better than them for a decade. So – yeah, man, they're close. They but they've got to break through. They've got to get some other difference makers in here. And I uh, think Ro- Williams may be that guy. Maybe the quarterback that they got to flip from Ohio State is that guy. But they've got to find four or five other guys at key positions really soon if they're going to sustain excellence and grow.
1: And a lot of people are asking about recruiting, and I've seen a few comments in the chat of, okay, they're got to get these players from the high school. They got to get those elite recruits in high school. And as you said, they do have some of them now, Akeem Williams and some of these other guys. I think 2024 is probably when they're going to make their next big jump in that area. The, the this year was great. I mean, it's great to go 9 and 3. Uh it's big to win some of the games they've won, but because of the early signing period, so many kids commit and kind of shut things down before the, their season senior season even starts. So it's not like you're going to be able to flip a ton of kids. If it was the old days where you still had 3 months after the season, two two full months yeah, after the season right. to recruit, It'd be different. A bunch of these kids are signing in a couple of weeks. So you may be able to flip a couple of kids. They had some kids on campus this week. that were committed to other schools. Uh, they had some other uncommitted players that were on campus that they're in the running for. But I really think when you look at 2024, the quarterback, Luke Cromenhock, who is, uh, and I'm sure not pronouncing that perfectly, but the quarterback commitment for 2024 is apparently going to be big, big, big time. Um, you know, you said they got Brock Glenn for this next class. You know, I think that this, that's all coming, It's just, I think they're going to have to do it in the portal again this year to kind of keep getting their, you know, kind of that, that bridge. They're still taking that bridge to where they want to be as a program.
0: It's going to be cool to see. I I, I think there are some, I, I will just say this, I can't get in depth right now, but I got a pretty good connection with NIL folks. And I really do believe Ira that Florida state's getting situated. They're getting situated into a good place. It's been a, kind of a struggle behind the scenes a little bit in some areas, that's all I'll say. But I think Florida State's getting to be in a really good place when it comes to NIL. And maybe this class will show it, but the future classes that you're alluding to will definitely show it. So I think they're about to be in a pretty comfortable place here real soon where they can compete with the elite. Uh, there's always going to be a couple of universities that have more money than they know what to do with that you couldn't compete with if they wanted to outspend you. But it's never been about that. It's always been about are you competitive for the best players? Are you in a position if you need to go get a kid to offer him a competitive deal in way of comparison to the other deals he's being offered? And I think Florida State's in that really uh, good position right now to be able to do that.
1: You mean the uh, independent third party that might have some opportunities? Yeah, just, yeah, uh, correct. Yeah, the on one that that's time. not
0: associated with FSU at all. One hundred percent. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I, look, man, and I think you know the other thing I like, and I've I've felt this way for a long time. Just like you, I'm not right on everything, but I felt from early on that that Mike Norvell's a really good talent evaluator, and I I have not seen anything to make me not believe that. So when they sign a kid, whether it's a Rodney Hill who's a three star or Brian Courtney who never played tight end in high school, I mean these are guys who are really good football players, and I'm looking forward to I'm look man this is going to be a fun spring, you know going into well the bowl season also bowl practices, but then in the next spring. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing some of these young guys, man, because they've got some nice talent on that on that young crew. I mean, sh- people were talking about Shaheen Brown in the chat, Patrick Payton. I think Josh Farmer. I think Omar Graham's going to be a really good linebacker. There's some nice players that have we haven't really seen yet. We talked about those young offensive linemen. Um, that you know, it's going to be fun to watch these guys develop. Again, it's just it's fun, man. It's fun. This is this is so. You know, I've had a bunch of people ask me how much more fun it is, and, and you could talk to it ad nauseum, I'm sure, but like how much more fun our jobs are when the team is doing well. And it's like, it's, it's almost like a completely different job, you know, for, for four or five years where you're just sitting there thinking, oh man, is this guy going to be the answer? I don't know. He's going to be the answer. It doesn't really look like he's going to be the answer and it's not going well. And you know, you got to keep hoping, but it's just not looking good. And then, all right, new change. Is this guy going to be any better? And so you've just been in that limbo now for four years, and it's like no. Now you have a good coaching staff, a really good head coach. You've got players who are bought in. The players believe in the staff. They believe in each other. It's just so. And that, that's why the fans. I mean, I think love this team so much. But it's uh, this is this isn't like this. This isn't this, the end of the season. Is not like the end of this chapter. I mean, I really feel like it is kind of the beginning. Oh, they're just getting of, going, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Right?
0: yeah. Oh, I think it's a jumping off point. Now we're rolling. Now we get into the juicy stuff. Now we get into different arguments. The arguments of the past are, when are they going to matter again? When are they going to be average? When are they going to get to a God dog bowl game? You know, what are they going to do? Yeah. Now we're talking about, well, what's it going to take for them to be great? Do they need a lot of changes? Do they need some changes? What do you think of this player? What do you think about that player? Would you replace this guy? It's a different discussion. By the way, I'm curious. Now, I I just want to do this really quickly because I don't know how the chat works per se, but I want to see, do you think this is a bot? Let me see if this guy is bot or a real person. HBK358. That sounds like it could be a bot. Writes, Jeff severely downplaying how much Florida's offensive line held our defensive line. HBK358. Have you fucking listened to a word I've said tonight, or are you a bot? Imagine because a I person? spent the better part of 25 minutes explaining how Florida's offensive line dominated I, Florida State's defensive that, line. I think,
1: I think there are some people who feel like they got away with holding all night. Look, man, offensive linemen are going to hold. That's, I mean, you know, it's like Mickey Andrews used to say, if you get held, it's a personal problem. You got to figure it, it out. And it, it, come on, was there some holding? Probably there was some holding, oh, it's, it's but, football. <laughs> but the bottom line is you can't get held to the extent where you can't make a play the entire offensive, You know, part of the defensive line's job is to not get held is to so, not get held yeah, is they, to bust that ass and get in there. That's the, it was
0: hilarious. Listen, first of all, their offensive line thoroughly dominated Florida state's defensive line. The good news is we won. The good news is we won.
1: And they're a good uh, offensive line. They, like That team has problems, but offensive line wasn't one of them. They've got NFL dudes on their offensive line. I mean, thats it's not a shame. It's just the reality is Florida State tried to rush four against that offensive line, and they, they couldn't do it. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. It's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy.
0: Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm
1: into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read PG-13. Yeah,
0: they could not. Um, so I would just say this, Ben, let's get this ready to roll. This is good. Let's start with Ira's effort here. Now, I... Before we run this is it, not about, real good. Hold on, pause that. Pause that, Ben. Can you pause it? The setup is good there. You see that's at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. So, Ira, I feel like you were shortchanged. You had to go first. First of I did. All, it's an early morning funnel. We are old men. We're not accustomed to doing early morning funnels. I'm going to let you guys behind the scenes. I was getting ready to pull on Capital Circle, and I saw Ira right in front of me before we drove over to Corner Pocket, and I texted him that I was right behind him. And we got to a red light, so I pulled alongside. He said, Jeff, what the hell are we doing?
1: That's what, literally – he rolls down his window, I roll down my window, and I'm like, what the hell are we doing? So yeah. the the background, I don't know if everybody knows the background of what we were doing there. So after Florida State lost to Clemson, All right. you went on the show on Monday and said, I wouldn't be surprised if they win five straight. Like you, you thought yeah. – there's a good chance they may. I you're they were, not bothered. Were yes. You weren't bothered by the Clemson loss. You felt like okay, well, just they got to win these next five. At least go four and one. So then Eric, I guess one of the listeners yep. came out and said, "Will you guys do cake stands?" And this is all on the Jeff Cameron show, one to three, wildly popular still.
0: Thank you, sir. Thank on you on the FM
1: radio, one to three p.m. And you said, "Yeah, we'll do cake stands." If they go five and oh, I mm-hmm. come on your show that afternoon. 2 30. And you guys asked me, Hey, we're gonna do keg stands if they win five these last five games. I said, Hell no. But I will funnel beers because thirty years ago I had funnel beers. That's no problem. I can funnel like beers. a champ,
0: like a champ you did 30 years 30 ago. 30 years ago.
1: So uh it wasn't quite so smooth this time around. Well, and so, yeah, uh, and it, it was eleven thirty in the morning. Wife.
0: My lovely wife just gave me another Guinness while we're celebrating here. Thanks. We, nice we can go a few minutes long here tonight, guys. We can go a few minutes long here. We're celebrating a win. Um and a big one. So here's what I'll tell you. So Ira, like a champ, said yeah, I'll do a funnel. And I, I know from being around Ira that when he's on, when he's right, that's a three-beer <laughs> funnel guy. I mean, he he could do this easily, but I don't think he was ready to go, it was a little nerve-wracking. I was up, it,
1: I was up till five in the morning writing my Jordan Travis story, by the way. So
0: I know, I know, and you'd worked hard. I could see the look on your face. You were tired, but like a trooper, you were on your way there. And so then what happened that was cool was I realized you were rusty because I wanted to yell right before you started, Ira, you got to bend the knee and let Gene or whoever was holding that go up.
1: I needed somebody taller too. I need somebody taller too. I'm blaming it all on Gene. Listen, this is is how I roll, okay? I'm not a team player. (laughs) Let everybody know this right now. I am not a team player. All the stuff I praise (laughs) these guys for, that's not me. I want people who are going to make me look better. I needed jeans should have been taller. So I didn't have to bend down. I needed better instruction. I need a better funnel. I'm blaming the funnel. I had all kinds of problems, Jeff. And I uh, didn't, uh, I didn't overcome. I,
0: I want you to have, a, a, another opportunity. I, it's not I, as bad as you think, by the way, I think people are going to see here. It starts shaky. Uh, yeah. It, rebound, it re it starts very shaky. I was a little worried for you, but it, it rebounded nicely. It rebounded nicely. You still, you, you, you were able to get through it. All right, Ben, let's let it roll here. Here's Ira. We were at the corner pocket bar and Grill. We're all gathered around. A lot of people are there. My dad my son are in the background. We needed a steeper angle here. This started poorly. Oh, uh, look at that. <laughs> but now here he goes. Here he goes. And he finished. Now, look. That's a good reason. You can see Ira's I was disgusted. disgusted
1: I wanted to run it back right then.
0: You know what I love about Ira right there? Run it back, Ben. Let's watch this again. Let's break this down. I don't thing think we down. need to
1: watch this again.
0: Well, let me tell you why I'm breaking it down. Again, bad start to the game. Bad start to the game. Not what we're looking to do. But watch Ira I dropped three passes. Fly. He's like, I got this. I got this. Let me stand up and handle this. Boom. Now he shakes it off. He's like, Look, that's bullshit. I should have had it. I he did. He knows. He knows. But that's, that's the perfectionist in Ira. That's like a poorly written sentence that he erases and starts <laughs> over. He knows this is not what we do. This I is not rematch. how I write. Yeah. I want a rematch. All right. Now we're going to go to me admittedly, Ira, I killed it.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, here's the thing, though. You had really good spotters. I Your did. Dad, I want people to pay attention to Jeff's dad throwing him up. Like, Oh, my there's, God. There's no, like, hey, easing Jeff up. Like, Jeff's dad and Tom Lang just throw him up at a 90-degree angle. Were a
0: little aghast at first thinking, holy <laughs> shit, this is not good. Uh, admittedly, guys, my dad was full-on into it. And I I was kind of prepared because I knew that Tom and them wanted to like make sure that I could still do it. I was like, okay, here we go. Uh, I want to thank Orange Theory Fitness or else I would have been in trouble here. Uh, here you go. Here's me doing the keg stand that we promised to do. There we, up we go. Here we go. We're up high. We're up high <laughs> and i got this thing and let's go. Let's go.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> got Steve, going, my God, Steve going, in the background cheering. I, he cheered more for that than I think he did the game.
0: You know, I don't know if my dad was ever prouder in his life than that, that moment. You see the way he hugged me there; he was it so was... happy. I said, "I don't, you know, I'm I'm happy that my dad hugged me, but I'm not so proud that my son was standing there watching." <laughs>
1: uh, it was your dad. Your your Bryce had the best video of all. He did. He had it on uh, his phone. He was he was proud of his old man too.
0: Yeah. No. So it was a great moment. Most importantly enough. Uh, self-aggrandizing here. I will just tell you that uh, everybody who came out, everybody who watched on War Chant, everybody who's here tonight, we have had a blast covering this team. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if we're nitpick, nitpicking or talking about what's next or whatever, what a season. Ira, I want to tell you, I love you, brother. This has been so much fun joining this staff, yes. having the opportunity to work with all these guys that I respect and really, really love personally as friends. This has been a great season, and I, I share that with everybody that loves Florida State and cares deeply about the coverage, cares deeply about the organization, the program, the athletic department, the university. What a good time. And so now it gets fun. Now it gets fun because we're, we're no longer stumbling you know, back in the alley. There's no more <laughs> of that. Like We're down there. Wake Forest is walking by, kicking us in the teeth, and we're ill-equipped to do anything about it. No, no. This reminds me right before 2012-2013 when I declared there was going to be a revenge tour. Oh, yeah. The revenge tour is coming, Ira. The revenge tour is coming. It's coming for Clemson. It's coming for Wake. It's definitely coming for NC State. Come take that ass kicking next year, NC State. You got no chance. Get ready for that beatdown. I'm take, I'm giving the points right now. I'm giving 10, 12, 14 right now. So here we go. Let's get it on. Next
1: year, it's on it is ACC championship time or nothing. I just want to echo what you're saying, man. Like, when we start, I mean, at the beginning of the season, we've never had a Sunday smash, we just started this this season. Really, a lot of the video stuff we've been doing on YouTube kind of started during the pandemic. We've always had a YouTube channel, we've always had videos, but in terms of this much content, and then you and you and Tom coming over um, you know, just the things we've added D Rob and the different things. It's been awesome. Oh, yeah. And really because of, you know, the people in the chat and the people that are watching him, it's just, we've had these Sunday nights where we've got a thousand people watching it or, or the night we announced that we were changing networks to on three. And we had, it's the middle of the night, one in the morning, and we've got hundreds and hundreds of people watching these videos. So we appreciate you guys. Cause if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be doing, we wouldn't be able to do this. So it's, it's been a lot of fun.
0: Somebody mo- mentioned, and probably rightfully so, because I forgot the schedule shifts. We don't play NC State next year. They're fucking lucky, guys. They're <laughs> lucky. They would take a beatdown of epic proportions. Their their kingdom is crumbling. They zero- Clemson knows Clemson knows they're in trouble, too. You saw that nonsense on display this year. The dynasty is falling. Rome is burning. Florida State rising up now, ready to set fire to the rest of the ACC. Could, it's going to be you a ma- good could
1: Could you imagine if Mario did hire Willie and then they had to come up here next year?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's revel. Let's revel. Hey, Ben, great job out of you, sir. It's been great getting to know you too. Thanks for producing this and and being solid as a rock for us as we hired you mid-season. You've done great work. Ari, you know I love you. Hey, to everybody out there, you guys be great. Don't forget, more stories this week. They've got practices. They've got a bowl game to get ready for. We'll all be making those announcements. There's a lot to get to yet for WarChant.com. so it's going to be fun. Jeff Cameron show tomorrow, 1 to 3. I'm sure Wake Up War Chant be ready to roll tomorrow morning as well. So it's all going to be good, and uh, we salute you. Enjoy the win. Got another four hours left in the Sunday evening to enjoy the win while you sit back and watch some football.
1: And uh, be well. go check out some of Michael's recruiting coverage. We've got a bunch of stories on the site. Oh, buddy, the that's were the next here big this thing.
0: That's the next big thing. You're right. I'm so sorry, Michael Langston. And, yes, here we and go. The port- and the portal's
1: going to be open for business pretty soon.
0: All right. Be good, everybody. Have a great night. It's been great to be with you. Enjoy the Sunday Smash once again. Be well.